What do you do if you want to get strong? What's the best exercise for your legs, for your back, for your chest, for your arms? There's a whole heap of information and opinions and ideas on what you should do. And if you were to type into social media, what's the best exercise for legs or what's the best exercise for chest, you'll get thousands of opinions, I'm sure. But how do you know what's going to work best for you? And on a regular basis, if you are an exercise professional, if you're a coach, if like me, you're an educator and people are asking you questions, which they don't very often, by the way, it's very rare for somebody to say to me, what's, Rowie, can you please tell me the best way to exercise? Usually it's people telling me what I should do. Uh, This is the best exercise for legs, Rowie, you should train this way. Or this is the new exercise that's come out for your back and you should train this way. Or this is the new exercise program and this is how many reps and sets and days of the week you should train. And we are bombarded daily, regularly, often. You only have to open up social media and or go to the gym or a personal training studio or just at a social event if you talk about exercise. It seems that everybody's got an opinion or they're happy to offer their advice. Awesome. Everyone's got the right to have an opinion. And if you ask for somebody's advice, then you're going to get it, of course. But here's my question. How do you know that it's the right advice? How do you know what's best? And there's a series of questions to ask, uh, simply based on anatomy and physiology. And to me, they're just common sense. But it seems that the human race has forgotten common sense, or it's not very common. Somebody just said to me recently, common sense is not a a plant that grows in too many people's gardens. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do something for your body to get fitter, stronger, healthier, have more energy, lose weight, get lean, whatever it is that you're going to exercise for or move for... Rather than, and this is it seems to be a common statement, just tell me what to do, tell me how to eat and I'll do it. But if you get somebody to tell you what to eat and tell you how to exercise, what if they're wrong? <laughs> what if they don't know what they're talking about? Now, it might have come from somebody that's lost weight or they're an elite athlete or uh, they seem experienced because they've been training people for lots of years or they own a gym or they're a personal trainer or it's their career path. Can I share with you that that's the big mistake I've made with my entire career as an exercise professional, as a personal results coach? When I first came into the profession when I was 13, started teaching classes, uh, I was so impressed by people's experience, by their knowledge, by the number of degrees that they had, by the number of members they had at their gym, by the number of people that were in their classes. I just assumed that they must know what they're talking about. And it didn't service me very well because most of the exercises that I did hurt me, injured me, broke my joint, didn't work and they were a waste of time. But that's not their fault, that's my fault because I didn't ask the questions. So the simple series of questions, the common sense questions to ask yourself about any exercise program, whether it's given to you by somebody else or you see it on an infomercial at three o'clock in the morning on television or you see somebody doing it at the gym or you see somebody doing it in the park. First of all, what's the result that you want to get from the exercise? So if somebody gives you something to do, it should be based on you've told them exactly what you want. I want this result and I want the best exercise, the safest exercise in the quickest period of time to get that result. Would that be, could that just be common sense? I want a result from this exercise. What's the result I'm going to get? Now the next one after that, if, if, the exercise is going to give you a result. Is it going to give you a fast result? But nothing is going to work if it's unsafe. So could it be a really good idea to work out for yourself and or have somebody explain to you or both why this is the safest exercise to do so that you don't get injured? Because if you're injured, you can't do it. Common sense, yeah? 
Uh, and even if it's the best exercise, but it's going to screw up your shoulder or your back or your knee, then why would you do it? Because there's a high risk that it's going to hurt you. And there are some exercises that are delivered on a regular basis in gyms and personal training studios and in boot camps all over the world, that if you did that same movement pattern uh, in a warehouse or on a work site, construction site, in a in a factory, anywhere where there's workplace health and safety rules, uh, the person who gave you that movement would get sued because you're not allowed to move the body that way because it's dangerous. It's going to hurt your back or your neck or your knee or, or your foot. But if you go to a gym or a personal training studio, you see them quite regularly. So there's a good thing to consider. Is it safe? And not will it hurt me today because it might not hurt you today. But in three months' time after you keep doing it or three years' time after you keep doing it, could it break your joint? Is there a high risk that it's going to wear your joint away? So if you're doing this to a joint, which is shearing forces, uh, it might, you might not break the joint today because you're just wearing the joint away. And if you do wearing, tearing and momentum and speed, that might speed up the process. The human body's joints are meant to have compression forces and traction forces. Once you start having shearing forces, it's just a, not a matter of if you're going to get injured, it's just when. And again, it might not be today, but it's going to happen sometime in the future. And when you're as old as I am, that's really, really annoying. <laughs> I have a busted, broken body because when I started exercising, I didn't ask these questions. What result do I want to get from this exercise? Okay, I could be getting... Uh, this exercise might work a muscle. It might uh, promote calorie burning. It might be something that could add value to my life for a short term. But if I'm injured, I can't do it long term. So what result do I want to get? Is it safe? What's the risk of injury? What will happen? So I'll go another step further. Shearing forces are going to wreck your joints. But overuse injury is also going to hurt your joints. So if somebody's telling you that you need to run hundreds of kilometres every week or ride your bike hundreds of kilometres or swim hundreds of kilometres or even just a, a multiple number, is it possible that you could get injured from overuse? Do I have to run 30 kilometres to get the best result possible to be a marathon runner? Do I have to do multiple sets of an exercise to get the best results from my muscle? What if I only did one set? What if I only did fast, intense, high, uh, high intense activity for a short period of time rather than overuse, banging the ground, rotating my knees, hurting my shoulders? Some really interesting questions to ask. So what result do I want to get? Is it safe? Is it functional? And it's a, a word that's bandied around a lot and people use it all the time now and there's functional classes and functional exercises and some gyms have functional rooms and now there's even functional gyms. They actually call themselves that. But often if you look in the window of that functional gym, the movement patterns that are being presented as functional is not the way the human body moves. And I'll just give you a couple of examples to consider. When in our life, in our sporting career, in any activity in life, do we need to exert large amounts of force in the lying down position or need to go fast in the lying down position or the kneeling position or the seated position? Uh, we just don't do it. The human body doesn't function. We sleep lying down. I don't know why we sit down. It's a really good question to ask. Why do we sit down? The brain doesn't work effectively in the seated position as effectively. Uh, you're taking out the biggest muscles in your body when you sit down, so your metabolism has to slow down when you sit down because you're taking out the biggest muscles. Just standing up requires more energy than sitting down. So if somebody's asking you to exercise at high intensity, or any intensity for that matter, 
in the lying down position, the kneeling position or the seated position, would it be a good idea to ask, why? Is there a better way for me to do this exercise? Is there a better exercise than this one? Is there a safer one? Is there one that's going to work more effectively, that's going to give me a result faster? And why am I lying down? If there's any kind of uh, traction uh, compression force, how many times do I have to do it? Because if I do it too many times, I'm going to get overuse injury. And if I'm doing shearing forces at momentum with speed uh, <laughs> loaded, I'm going to get injured. So do we have the right to ask, why am I doing this exercise? Is it safe? Is it functional? The human body is not meant to have shearing forces. And even if you look at some of the movement patterns, if let's say I'm going to put something in a cupboard and I have to put something up over my head. First of all, in a workplace health and safety situation, you would never lift anything loaded above your head. And you might do it at home. You might have to put a heavy box into a cupboard. But you're probably going to get a ladder because if it's heavy, it's very difficult up there. And even if you do it from here, it's heavy, but how many times are you going to do it? But often in a gym situation, in an exercise situation, we do heavy weighted uh, exercise movement pattern with something above our head. And now let's have a look at what's happening to the shoulder. We've got weight at the end of a long lever. We've got weight at the end of a long lever. We're likely to get injured shoulder because we've got shearing forces through the shoulder. So could that be a really good question to ask? Is it functional? Is that how the human body functions normally to do normal movement patterns? I have to push as a human. I have to pull as a human. I have to lower things down to the ground and get back up again. But this down on the ground, kneeling, seated, doesn't seem to be functional. Could it be a good question to ask? Is there a better exercise? If somebody gives you advice about an exercise, is there a better one? Uh, people say, oh, but I need variety. Well, are your muscles aware of variety? Uh, they respond to overload. That's it. If you want to get stronger, you've got to overload your muscles. They don't know how many times you do it. They don't know what you're lifting. If they're overloaded, they'll get stronger. So if you can lift five kilos and you keep lifting five kilos, you're not going to get stronger. You're just going to keep lifting five kilos. If you can lift five and you try and lift six, now you're overloading. If you can lift six and you try and lift seven, now you overload. Now you're going to get stronger. So the great question, is there a better exercise? Is there a better number of repetitions? Is there a, a better number of, of, of anything that you give me, whether it's days a week or number of exercises or number of reps or sets? Why are we doing this number of reps or sets or days a week? What's the uh, correlation with the human body and how anatomy and physiology works? Because one of the really interesting things that I hear often is do this number of exercises, this number of reps, this number of sets and train this number of times per week. Without ever asking the person, how often do you sleep? What kind of nutrition do you have at the moment? Are you stressed? Uh, how heavy do you lift? Because all of those things have an effect on how quickly we recover. And if you haven't recovered, regenerated and super compensated from any exercise that you do, then you're going to go back not at 100%, which means you can't put 100% effort in. So if you haven't fully recovered, and I can't tell you how, how quickly you've recovered because I don't know how much sleep you've had. I don't know what your nutrition's like. I don't know how hard you trained last time. So how could I possibly say you should do this three times a week or two times a week or five times a week? And what about the little muscles? So this exercise might be for your legs, but did you have to pick something up off the ground 
to do that exercise. And if you did, what's happening at the shoulder, what's happening at the elbow, what's happening at the chest, all the things that we, to pick something up off the ground, I have to use lots of other different muscles. And will they be recovered for next time? Because often exercise programs are broken up into chest, back, legs, and then maybe the little muscle groups at the end. But I use the little muscle groups to pick that big weight up off the floor. I use those little muscle groups to push and I use those little muscle groups to pull. When are they going to recover, regenerate and super compensate? So here's the great question. How do I know that I'm stronger? It's because I can lift heavier. Not do it more times, not go more times a week, not do a variety of exercises. Because sometimes we disguise our results. We don't actually know if we're getting stronger because we keep changing our exercise program around. So how strong are my legs? Well, I don't really know because I do all different kinds of exercises with different reps and sets. So go back to the first question. What result do you want from this exercise program or this exercise? And if you're not getting it, could it be a really good idea to reconsider what you're doing? But even better than that, analyze and study it at the start so that you don't waste your time on, a, on an exercise program or an exercise that isn't going to give you the result that you want. It isn't safe. It isn't functional. And there is a better exercise. So I think those questions are really important. And if you are an exercise professional or a coach, should we also ask, what are the muscles involved? What are the joints involved? What are the energy systems involved? What's the energy system fueling involved? And how does that fit in with the person's lifestyle? Because ultimately, isn't being an exercise professional or a coach all about giving the person the result that they want, whether it's fitness or strength or both, that suits their lifestyle, that suits their time frame? And if we take out elite athletes or sport or any kind of athletic pursuit, if somebody's really fit and somebody's really strong, will their life be better? What will happen to their immune system and their ability to fight germs, bugs, viruses and diseases? What will happen to their ability to have a good posture, be able to... Uh, stay young and strong because they don't get osteoporosis, they don't get sarcopenia, their muscles and bones don't waste away so they can stay young and strong and active for the rest of their life. What happens to somebody's hair, skin, nails, teeth when they're healthy, fit and strong? What happens to somebody's ability to burn calories, to burn food, to burn sugar, to burn fat, to burn alcohol when they've got a fast metabolism from being fast and uh, being fit and strong? Fast and strong sounds good too. Uh, what happens to somebody's endocrine and hormonal system when they're fit and strong? What happens to their ability to handle challenges? What happens to their brain health and their mental health when they're fit and strong? So if me as an exercise professional, if I get people fit and strong, will it make their life better? And do I have a responsibility to do that, to give them the result that they want, to do it safely, to make sure that it's functional and make sure that they can keep doing it for the rest of their life so they can keep getting the great results for the rest of their life? Should I understand what muscles are being used, what body systems are being used, what energy systems are driving those body systems to give the person, and I always ask these questions, there's four of them, uh, do you, are, or are you or do you want to have a stack of energy? Do you want to perform at your best? Do you want to look good in the mirror? And do you want to get the results that you want? And isn't it my responsibility as an exercise professional to provide that for my client, for my, the, my athlete, for the person that I care about? So... Should we ask those questions? And if you don't know the answers, could it be a really good idea to go back to not another course and not get somebody else's advice and not go to Dr. Google or some social media influencer's YouTube channel? How about this? The anatomy and physiology of the human body. What muscles are being used? What uh, joints are being used? And are they uh, contraction forces, compression forces or shearing forces? Is this exercise safe? 
Is it effective? Is it the quickest way to do this exercise? Will it give my, my client, my athlete, the best results possible? And if I don't know the answers, should I return to my anatomy and physiology study? Could it be a really good idea to understand muscles, bones, heart, lungs, skeletal muscular system, cardiovascular, respiratory system, immune system, digestive system, and most importantly, the central nervous system and the endocrine system, because they're the two that drive the human body to be able to do all the things that it does. If you don't know the answers, and I have to, I stand here embarrassed because I spent a lot of my career not knowing answers to any of those questions. I just relied on other people's opinions and other people's advice. And that's why I got a broken body and that's why I wasted other people's time and I never want to do that again. So I'm about to go into the garden and lift some heavy things. I'm going into my gym to get fit and get strong. Whatever you're going to do to get fit and strong, may it be the safest way possible, give you the result that you want in the quickest period of time and may it be really effective because you're doing it the best way possible and how would you know that if you didn't know your anatomy and physiology for yourself so that you can see every day like I do I feel good na 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 I knew that I would now healthy fit and strong for long because I am healthy fit and strong and I'm going to stay that way for the rest of my life woohoo